Hey everyone, and welcome to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. We're doing more planet tests today. With me, as always, is Kuvo. Hello. Vickus. That's me. And Serene Dragon. Hello, everyone. Hi there. Having a very chill intro, and I'm not exactly sure why. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing uh, episodes, it was 10, 11, and 12 today. Correct. Um, And... Some very good episodes today. Oh the boy! F- first one, yeah. First one made me very sad in a way that I was yeah. not fully really prepared for going in. I was like, "Oh, this hit like a truck." <laughs> yeah, seen. yeah. We cried. We watched it twice and we cried four times. Yeah. Okay, Ten. sick, sick, sick. As long as I wasn't the only one who teared up, then it's good. Yeah, I also teared up, for the record. Yeah, 10 and 11 are two of the best episodes in the series, probably, in my opinion. So Fucking correct. Yeah, Heavy absolutely. Shit. Like, I haven't even seen the rest, and like, there's no way they're all going to... like this. What a run. What a run of episodes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll speaking jump of which... In. Episode yeah. 10 is called A Sky of Stardust. Uh, the toy box is launching. Fees is doing some techno babble stuff. And like she kind of like haphazardly just asks Tanabe, like, hey, are you and Hachi fighting? Like when she's just, you know, techno babbling away. And Tanabe is like denies. And the reason we know is because she knows that uh, Gigalt is, has cancer and is dying. And, and like, she is the worst this. secret keeper who has ever been to space. Yeah. And, like, she's obviously, like, you know, thinking about it a lot. And, like, I guess Phoebe thinks that that's she's thinking about Hachi instead. I don't know. So uh, Hachi's talking to Yuri. Yuri is, like, looking out the window. And, like, they kind of do this in the previous episodes, though there's not, like, a lot of attention drawn to it. But Yuri is constantly looking out the window of the toy box whenever he's in it. Um, mm-hmm. Hachi asks about this and Yuri deflects. Um, something in the AC breaks. And so Hachi starts going ape on the AC, hitting it. And he ends up crushing a flower. Great. That's uh, kind of taped to the wall of the toy box, and this makes Yuri very sad. I, I do love that, of course, they mentioned that without the AC, they would suffocate. And so I was like, oh, yeah, obviously. Because, you know, down here, AC is like, well, it's nice, but you're not going to die if it, like, breaks in most situations. But no, no, up in space, it's very important to yeah, circulate air. Yeah. purifier thing, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, at the office, Ravi is telling Yuri, is like, hey, you need to take some time off because, like, we don't have rollovers and you're capped. So just, like, go someplace. Apparently he, he hasn't taken vacation in five years. <laughs> I also love how he's, like, taking too much vacation is bad, but never taking a vacation at all is also bad. Because is- I get yelled at. <laughs> Me, specifically. I get yelled at for your it, shit. It's the most beautiful fucking corporate culture shit like it is the most we have an unlimited vacation policy weird no one has taken a day off in three years (laughs) yeah yeah so robbie starts blabbing out but yuri just kind of ignores him and looks at a box um it's a bunch of carnations um like the one that was in toy box and like i guess he was going to put them in toy box um hachi makes a remark to tanabe but tanabe is also distracted about things we cut to Hachi asking Chen Sun about, like, like, what do you see in Tanabe? Like, she's all annoying and everything. And she, uh, he says that, like, she likes, he likes how, like, she's straightforward and to the point. She's a and complete Hachi, moron. I like that in a woman. Yeah, Hachi's like, <laughs> she's, she's too idealistic. She's not practical enough. And then realizes she's been acting strange lately. That's weird. Uh, we cut to her in the toy box putting on the suit without assistance. If you remember back in the previous episode, Gigalt was, like, drilling her about this. Like, you need to be able to put it on by yourself. So she did it in under 10 minutes. And so she's happy about that. And then she gets a flashback to Gigalt puking blood everywhere. And then it gets really sad. <laughs> That's really good in your notes, the way that you put this. Because, yeah, it is a hard turn in this scene. Yeah. We cut to Yuri. He's in this, like, room filled with PCs. And he's on a computer. And he's looking through a debris catalog. And, like, this guy gives him a bunch of more data. And, like, they don't really talk mm-hmm. about it. 
Yeah, they take a real while to slow burn this. Yeah, one guy in the back just, uh, I think it's this scene, he's just kind of like, wow, that that guy's from the half division, right? Or what? He's like, oh, that guy's from half section. Like, what the hell? They got a go-getter in there? That's weird. Like, this guy's actually doing extra work and someone else was just like, Oh, it's not. It's for a weird thing. Don't, <laughs> don't ask. We, we don't, don't talk to him about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to a spacewalk. It's them picking up some stuff. Tanabe is kind of zoning out, and she's driving the fish bone when like Hachi mentions Gagalt, and like she kind of snaps out of it quickly and panics and like bumps some debris. Uh, we cut to the inside of the toy box, and Hachi's chewing her out over this, and he's going overboard like he normally does, and she's just kind of you know passively apologizing because she's like kind of, I don't know zoned out as opposed to yelling him at it for a or back yeah. at him like she well, usually does i will admit she did nearly get him killed there a he bit. was entitled to one yell and then he took it to <laughs> two which was too far but he was entitled to one yell there what are you talking about hachi is a man of restraint <laughs> so, yeah if someone almost gets you killed at your job you are allowed to say hey yo what the fuck <laughs> like at least yeah definitely <laughs> yeah so uh, he starts going like, a little bit further and saying, like, oh, you have boys on the mind. And, like, she starts denying it. Um, we cut to much later. Tanabe is depressed in the toy box, just kind of sitting there. And Yuri shows up with the box of carnations that he was going to put up. Um, she says that she's hiding from everybody. Uh, we see Hachi. He's in the office bitching about it being real light. He didn't want, like, working extra overtime or something. And then Fee tells him, like, to lay off and not lash out at people. And, like, Specifically he, at uh, Tanabe. Tanabe. Yeah. And she says uh, that, like, oh, Tanabe's been practicing the suit in her spare time, and, you know, maybe that's why she's distracted. And Hachi's surprised at this because he didn't realize Tanabe was actually, I don't know, putting forth effort. You're, like, he doesn't really notice things no. at all, ever. No. <laughs> no. He has at least one realization, like, I don't know, a month after he was supposed to in a later episode, and it's a really <laughs> great moment. Yeah. Yeah, so Tanabe, back in the toy box, is asking Yuri what it's like to lose someone you admire. Um, and she explains Gagalt's secret in not so many words, but she, you know, kind of goes over that. Uh, Yuri's surprised at her question, and, like, he knows that she's been bothered by something. So he says that, like, hearing secrets difficult, and when you lose someone, there's no sadness or grief. There's just a feeling of emptiness and nothing. Uh, he tells her, like, don't think about it too much, because eventually you have to say goodbye to everyone. And if you do think about it too much, it hurts. Not yeah, foreshadowing. Like <laughs> it's basically he's like look if you don't consider it this way like it's also interesting for this scene too because like yuri for the most part when we see him interact with people he's a very like kind and like gentle dude but this he's kind of like uh, i don't even harsh yeah he's a bit more stern yeah like and just straightforward like he's he's just very he's speaking very matter-of-factly whereas mm-hmm. he's usually yeah like a very warm individual he also usually is like a man of few words he's kind yeah. of a defining trait of yuri is like no one like, everyone respects him. No one really knows about his personal life. This is the all. most like, he said in the show, like, easily. Yeah, so, like, it, it's kind of a out-of-character thing for Yuri just because it's like, oh, shit, he cares about this, like, a lot. There's yeah, he's having something clearly deeper. It. Yeah. Yeah, so Hachi is going towards the toy box, and he sees Yuri and Tanabe leaving it. Um, he starts getting accusatory, saying, like, oh, she'd rather take lessons from Yuri instead of me. I see how it is. And Yuri calmly tries to explain what's going on, but Hachi is having none of it. And he says, like, I don't even know you after three years of being a coworker. And Yuri is like, he's like, Yuri, you go to the record store every single day. Like, you could have asked for help with whatever you're doing. I thought we were a team. So, like, Hachi's trying to guilt trip him and be an asshole here. Also, he had tried to bring this up at the start of the episode, but... The AC broke. Then the AC broke. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, we cut to the next day. Uh, Hachi enters the office, but only Edelgard's there. He tries chatting with her, uh, but she's stoic as always. Um, she has a carnation, and he's like, oh yeah, Fiori had some extra ones. I do love how everyone bribes Edelgard, like, for everything. <laughs> I mean, it's very yeah. good. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, so um, Hachi says that like maybe Yuri wanted to give them to her and stuff, but Elgard says no carnation means that love endures. It's not any romantic thing, you idiot. You don't know flowers. And Hachi's like, wow, you know a lot, Elgard. And she's just like, thanks. I sure <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, it's very cut and dry. <laughs> yeah. funny. Perfect You're delivery. Right. I do know a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> there are some really good Edelgard like moments in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Yuri. He's in the record room with the computers again. Um, this is the scene where the two guys were chatting about him, mm-hmm. saying like he always looks at mm-hmm. debris from other companies and no one knows why he's A here. Real go-getter, huh? Uh, we cut to the shuttle from the first uh, episode's intro. So like the first thing we ever saw in the series. Uh, remember the woman with the compass? Next to her sits a man, and it's Yuri, and he asks her why she has a compass. Uh oh! This reveal is so good, by the way. Oh. Like mm-hmm. there were there were so many things I was thinking about, but absolutely was not thinking about like, oh, the lady in the opening who sees the screw. Oh, that's it. Sh- your- it should oh. be noticed that the uh, intro opening and the shots here are the exact same shots, except that some yep. of them are cut from like the head down. So you can't see who the people are. But otherwise, it's like the same shots and everything. Yep. And you saw this lady's face in the first episode. So you had no reason to think they were hiding anything. Yeah. yeah. It's so and good. Like, the thing is, you don't realize that there's no one sitting next to her in the opening, which is like a little weird on this otherwise packed shuttle. But yeah, yeah they, you yeah. mean you, in the opening scene, you do see her like turn around over the seat and watch someone leave. Yeah. But you don't yeah. actually see Yuri. God, but um, yeah. yeah, she says that the uh, compasses are good for astronauts navigating because, you know, you have to get your bearing somehow. And, like, Yuri notices that something's written on the inside of the compass. It has, like, a little, like, flap top down so you can, like, open it up. Kinda it's like basically a like a locket. locket. Yeah. So Yuri tries to look at it, but she's really shy in about it and says, like, no peeking and every marriage needs a secret. It's a good luck charm. So, like, it comes out during this conversation. She's scared of space flight and Yuri kind of teases her about it saying, like, oh, it's perfectly safe. No one has ever died in one of these. Yeah. Uh, he goes up to go get some coffee, and she doesn't want him to leave, but um, we There's see... this great shot here where he's talking to her, where he taps, like, his forehead right where you know the scar is. Yeah. But it's not there yet. Like, it is... Oh, Jesus. Yes. And yeah, he just very calmly tells her, like, hey, don't worry, I'm going to be right back, which yep. is, like... The most like you're flagging yourself ima- here. <laughs> he the thing is he didn't death flag himself. He <laughs> yeah. death flagged the rest of the plane. Yeah. Which is and you, the audience, are just sitting there in absolute horror. Yeah, this as this time. man calmly tells his probably just married wife, you know, who's just like, oh yeah, we're having, yeah, yay. Yeah, you yay, see yay, in the, the shot she has her ring on in the window, yep. and you're like, oh no, oh <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so they show the same exact shots from the opening in the episode one of the wind of the screw hitting the window, and you know the compass floating next to the glass. Uh, we fade back to Yuri in the PC room looking over debris and like he's got to the end of the spreadsheet list and like there's nothing more and he's just sad. Uh, we cut back to the office. Uh, Philip there is talking about arranged marriages to Tanabe or something. They're also taking care of Yuri's animals right now, which is something they had brought up before. Like, look, we could do that as if that was the reason. <laughs> yeah, he never goes on vacation. Yeah. Uh, Hachi walks in. Uh, he and Tanabe kind of avert their eyes because they're still angry at each other. Uh, Philip says that Yuri used to be married just kind of like 
off the cuff, like no, not prompted. And both Tanabe and Hachi are surprised. Uh, Philip explains that Yuri and his wife were on the uh, the Alnar 8, which is that shuttle. Um, he survived by being at the rear of the shuttle, but his wife was never found. And that's when Hachi realizes the carnations that are still sitting on the desk are remembrance for him. The gears are slow, but they're turning. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the three of them picking up the debris, uh, three of them being Tanabe, Hachi, and Yuri. Uh, Yuri's just kind of looking at something, and then there's a flashback of him in a room full of stuff after disaster. Like, they're obviously, like, all, uh, I don't know, personal out. If you've ever seen, like, an airplane crash when they go yeah. through it and put all that stuff on the ground and, you know, inside a giant gym catalog, everything, it's like that. And this is where we see that there was a huge scar on the side of his face now. His wife's stuff is not there, and he's just kind of mumbling to himself about a compass and the guy next to him is like, Oh, what are you looking for? And he's like, it's nothing. Um, so they're wrapping up uh, the collection in space. Fee says that there is a cluster of micro debris coming in and like, you guys got to get out of there. We have to move and get out of this orbit. Uh, they all start it, returning micro debris, like on an interception path with them. So yes. it's like basically the thing that happened with the screw and the plane in the yep. opening of the show is about to happen to, them with a bunch of little bits so it's well, they, uh, they gotta dangerous. go get in to avoid it yeah yeah so they start returning in the fishbone i think uh Ta- hachi and tanabe are in their own fishbone yuri's in his yep and uh yuri looks up and he sees something we see tanabe and hachi riding the fishbone back uh she asks if the reason yuri is doing this job is because of his missing wife and hachi says who knows uh, Fee starts noticing that Yuri's heading the wrong way and, uh, she starts yelling at him, but he's not listening. And he, like, we see a shot of his face in the spacesuit and he's like almost joyful in what's happening. This whole shot is great because you can tell Fee is getting more and more panicked as Yuri deviates. Cause he's the safe one. Like, yeah, Hachi and Tanabe are the ones that she's supposed to worry about. Yeah. So it's the compass. It's just floating there in front of him, inches from his hand, and he kind of reaches out. And then, like, there's a sudden cut of just debris hitting the fishbone and it getting, like, shoved completely off course. It is like a machine gun hail of bullets, basically, that just slam into the side of the ship and, like, throw it way the fuck off course. You see it flying in, you know, totally silently, like most of the show's shots, and then suddenly it is just all over it. It's it's such a good shot. Yeah, there. The decision to have no sound was like a pretty bold one, all well, told. It's like from a scientifically a, accurate one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, obviously, there's that, but like from a theatric or not theatric, but like uh, you know, from the show production, you know, yes. from cinematic perspective, like that's a bold ass choice to yep. have no sound. People and expect they music. play with it. Yeah, and and they play with it in a way that I think like gives scenes like this so much more gravity like it kind of it's like a certain bit of like a telling of like the cruelty of space which is kind of yep. like oh yeah part of this show's themes oh yeah is that like space doesn't care about you space <laughs> there's some, sucks there's some scenes out yeah there's some scenes later on in the series where the sound mixing is very deliberate in what it's doing and it makes the scenes way more tense mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the fishbone gets like hit by this hail of debris. It gets knocked way off course. Um, Yuri is unconscious, I guess, um, and he is deorbiting into Earth. He's still tied to the fishbone, incidentally, yeah. as it falls into the atmosphere. Yeah, so Hachi and Tanabe start giving chase to try to catch up to him. As they enter the atmosphere, they all start burning up. Um, we see a shot of him just kind of naked, floated in a white void, and he says, like, it's warm and someone's calling him. 
we see a flashback to him and his wife in the shuttle and like a hand goes to pull him in and it's like obviously implied that it is his wife's hand because it's very you know feminine and, and slim uh, and he, he, he's dying yeah. <laughs> is the other thing like, the out. other thing is he's dying so there's an implication that he is dying and seeing his dead wife and he's saying yeah. someone's calling my name as Tanabe is yelling at him and yeah. hard to uh, tell so, what's going on so he wakes up and in the hand that was outstretched instead is the compass um Tanabe grabs him with like a little no Tanabe's like on the remote control arm thing or something but yeah they yeah, grab Shinji him is driving and Tanabe is basically in the arm like getting ready to fire him and catch him <laughs> Tanabe is the uh what do you call it like a UFO catcher yes, basically arm, like, she's just game. a little she's a little crane game arm that like Hachi just kind of steers by him and she just kind of like eh, just scoops up your <laughs> Yeah, so Tanabe grabs him and Hachi's trying to reorbit themselves. Um, she's yelling a whole bunch of stuff at Yuri, but Yuri's still in a daze and kind of ignoring everything that's happening around him. Uh, he's extremely focused on the compass in his hand that says, please save Yuri on the inside of it. And uh, Hachi is swearing at the fishbone as they try to pull out of the atmosphere. Uh, and then cut it cuts. To... I fucking yeah. love the way this show cuts, by the way. Like, it shows some incredibly major action happening, and it shows you, like the fallout of the fallout and it's yeah. it's just really really good and the other thing too is um during the uh uh during the scene where uh she's yelling at him oh my god what was i oh my god i'm sorry i think i just spaced out entirely halfway through a thought no oh, no. no not like this no uh there's the compass scene and he's ignored come on no i had something to say oh, my god. No, no you don't no you don't actually oh. please save ty oh. There, oh god damn it now i'm like just thinking through the whole scene like there's so much that happens in such a short period of time uh in this episode uh god oh they show the communications cutting off that's what it was i was trying yes. to remember that uh when hachi's like starting to reorbit it and you know try and get back above board uh his call with fee like cuts out halfway through and that's the other thing of emergency is oh now there's no communications as well hachi and then yeah, just, they just has cut. to do this by feel yeah, he was yeah. Uh, talking, I should have said, he was talking with Fee to try to get orbital coordinates so he knows back where the toy box is, but, like, it cut out, so that's why he's also panicking more than usual there. And, and winging it, yeah, yeah. just yeah. Wing, Like, imagine being in the void of space and being like, well, if I miss, we're fucked forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they cut later on. Hachi is saying that he thought Yuri was standoffish, but maybe he has secrets because, you know, they're teammates and whatnot. Maybe uh, that's okay. Yeah, maybe it's okay for your teammates to have secrets, and then Tanabe's just, like, staring intently in front of her. <laughs> you can tell there's a bit of a weight off her shoulders, too, because, yeah. like, suddenly this is a way for her to do this. Yeah, so Tanabe says it's sad that only one flower can be used for the wife's burial, well, burial but Fee thinks that, you know, I'll let this one slip as space debris, and it shows a shot of Yuri in space just casting a flower out in front of him, still holding the compass. He's net positive in his lifetime. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so so one thing that comes out of this episode is the opening actually has a shot of the compass. And before this episode, it was just a shot of it. Like, you could only see, like, the back of it. After mm -hmm. this episode, in the opening, you now see the message that says, please save Yuri uh, in the opening, which is such a tiny wee change that I really enjoyed seeing. Yep. I didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good episode that made me very sad about a wife guy. 
the next episode will make you sad in a very completely different way. (laughs) Yeah, so episode 11, this... Okay, heavy episode train continues. Toot toot. Uh, I don't remember the name of this episode. It's boundary it's, line, which is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Great. So we <laughs> foreshadowed the big boss from space moment. I see. Uh, or the boss. Uh, but so Tanabe is, uh, it, we open in and Tanabe is getting asked out by Chang Shin. Uh, she kind of like, kind of half reluctantly agrees like it's not a it, it's clearly not an oh my god yes absolutely kind of response right it's like dislike yeah, okay, him. If we, yeah i don't think she has the feelings one way or the other she's just kind of surprised by the whole thing yeah and mm-hmm. she's like right nearby and i think she's a little bit weirded out by that too. Mm-hmm. yeah um and they have their whole discussion of like oh we're gonna go get food or okay where should we eat etc cetera, etc cetera. uh and then a man in a who i wrote down his suit men because i they mentioned his name like all of twice and i forgot it entirely uh, well, let me figure but, out what his name is because yeah yeah he uh floats through in this huge robot suit that kind of looks like um fee's smoking room except like a full with robot arms yeah Yeah. big robot it's like a big cylinder container that's like i don't know 15 feet tall and like six or eight feet wide it looks kind of like smoke room yeah yeah it it looks chunky in like an old robot design versus new robot design kind of way like it's very it's clearly not up to date is the big thing like you can tell it's pretty clunky pretty big you know kind of an it would be Mm -hmm. an older model um and he uh the suit man passes by gives them his card and explains he's from uh was it tunica el tunica el tunica yeah which is a southern american country it's apparently like a pretty small place that uh the guy is surprised hachi is familiar with because hachi's just like yeah i know tunica yeah i know that uh it turns out it's because claire was born there so that's how hachi knows about it and all that cut to claire uh yeah, cut to Claire. Um, so, well, first, everyone is uh, talking a bunch of shit about the robot suit, like a bunch of CEOs and a bunch of the managers from different divisions. And they're all like, oh, this thing's such a clunker. Like, we're never going to buy that piece of shit. Like, oh, we can't buy something from, you know, the, that country. It'll look bad, et cetera, et cetera. They're all trying to pass it off on each other. Uh, and then eventually the um, control division guy's like, fine, I guess I end up with it. Hands it to Claire. And it's just kind of like, Claire, you handle this. Just... Tell this dude you're going to test it and then get him to fucking leave already. (laughs) She is like walking by and you can tell what's going to happen from a mile away. Oh yeah, I mean she just gets all the work dumped on her. Yeah, it's also Mm. like they're being really classist about this. They're like, oh this country is backwards and everything and they don't have the up-to-date stuff. And so yeah, they're kind of being discriminatory here. They're like clearly not even giving it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Tanabe talking to her friend whose name I will always forget the Lucy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lucy. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the flight hostess basically who is trying to date change in. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about the upcoming date and friend, her friend Lucy just keeps trying to push her. Like, she's like, Oh, I thought you were with, uh, what about diaper man? (laughs) Like, how do you feel about diaper man? Which like, Hey man, if you're trying to sell someone on dating someone, maybe stop calling him fucking diaper man. You think about that, Lucy, well, dumb idiot. Okay. See, so, Lucy doesn't know his name because Lucy doesn't give a shit about anyone else. And, and this see. girl is thirsty right now. Oh she, yeah, nothing oh, is gonna get so in the way. Funny. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It should be noted that Lucy's motivation is not so much that she wants to see uh, Tanabe. Oh, it's because she wants no. Shen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Shen Shen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very clear, and it's been clear since like the episode where she said, "I would like to fuck Shen Shen." <laughs> <laughs> she looked directly right, at the like, camera. <laughs> Yeah, like, there has been no, like, it's not a bad thing, it's just there has been no uncertainty about any of this, um, but, and as she's pushing Tanabe, uh, you know, think about Diaper Man, she's like, oh, I can tell, I can see you have love rays coming out of your eyes whenever you look at him, you know, et cetera, et cetera, um, then Tanabe's all, you know, oh, no, he hates me, blah, 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 you know, all that shit, um, there's gonna be a lot of parts where I summarize it with, and all that shit, and I hope you all know what I mean. (laughs) It is all that shit. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of all that. Hachi goes on a couple tirades of all that shit that are meaningless. So, uh, so Hachi's getting asked about uh, Tanabe's favorite food by Chang Shin. Like, they're just hanging out uh, in some back room. Or probably in Chang's room, honestly. Uh, the dorm. And just, yeah, just ask, like, hey, what? Or is there any food she doesn't like? And he's like, oh, well, Hachi starts spouting a load of shit, including, like, oh, she'll eat whatever. She's not a good thing. And Chang's like dude, what are you going on about? And Oh, you, oh, this is, you could have any hot chick, but you decide her. It's like gourmet yeah, it, eaters deciding they want to eat junk all the time. And then Chang just straight up's like, hey man, I'm not going to give her back to you even if you ask. Like, is that cool? <laughs> like, just straight yeah, it's, up. Like, it's very obvious that Hachi's getting bothered by the fact that Chang Sin is interested in her and like he doesn't want <laughs> to admit it to himself. And yeah, yes. he... And, and Chang blatantly knows. Like, he's just <laughs> straight so up. Obvious. He's like, yeah, he's like, dude... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, like, oh my god. Uh, and then Shang asks, he's just like, hey, uh, so what about Claire? Have you, or I thought you and Claire were still a thing. And Hachi being Hachi and having a fuse, the one millimeter long, just freaks out and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> as he is one to do. I- I'm sure Hachi, there's the no of- foreshadowing in the I won't give her back line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, None yeah. whatsoever, Definitely I'm not. sure. <laughs> None. <laughs> Uh, so Claire is uh, eating lunch with the uh, suitman, and uh, he's discussing like the nature of their country and how it's like kind of a war torn country that's apparently like embroiled in a lot of conflict right now, and you know not in a good place, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Claire, he, yeah. and he brings up the Claire. Sorry, I was gonna say, and Claire just like kind of looks pained throughout all of this. Like she's trying to deal with the conflict of. I have literally been tasked with telling this guy to fuck off and he's pulling at my legitimate exact heartstrings. Yes. <laughs> like, well, is... Yeah, he brings up the fact that like, oh, I'm surprised to see another El Tamican up here. And she's like, well, I was born there, but I'm actually an American citizen. And like, he's the, he kind of just doesn't like, I don't know, like appreciate that there is a bit of a difference between their stature, despite the fact that they're both El Tamican. Like she's American <laughs> citizen, he's not. And so she's kind of, I don't know being polite but is upset by it yeah it's, it's yeah, clear it's, that she's got a bit of guilt in here as well and will become much more yeah. clear as the episode goes on yeah his name yeah. is tamara by and, the way i looked it yes, up tamara tamara okay uh and then also like as claire is walking away tamara's just like hey do you mind if i uh take your butter and she's like, yeah, sure. And he takes the butter packet and like slips it in his pocket, which uh, immediately hit me in the poverty <laughs> as someone yeah. who has also seen a purse get filled with crackers and whatnot. Yo, <laughs> like, hey, they're free. Uh, There's a tiny damn. weird thing about this butter packet, which is we watched the next episode previews and it had this moment in it, but the butter didn't have like a branding, a bu- a branding a on it. 
it was just like plain grey. And then when we saw it in the episode, it had the, the yellow thing that said butter on it. Eat we like, butter. We were like, hmm. oh, that's weird. Why did why was that added like in post? Hmm. <laughs> uh, sometimes when they do episode pre as an anime aside thing, sometimes when they show the episode previews for the next episode, the next episode is still in production. So it could yeah. have not been finalized. When Maybe it's a this. product placement kind of thing. Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> pu- butter. <laughs> <laughs> So, I just noticed uh, it because it did the shot of the butter, and it's like, <laughs> oh, that wasn't on there before. <laughs> so we cut back to Tanabe and Hachi in like the <laughs> equipment room in the back, and Tanabe is just point blank, like looking at Hachi and going, "Yeah, I heard if you uh, look at someone you love a lot, you can see love rays shooting out of their eyes." Okay, I'm looking at you. Can you see the love rays coming out of my eyes? And Hachi goes. No. <laughs> that's, that's dumb. That's, that's stupid, dumb. anime. <laughs> yeah, he immediately calls her an idiot with like an alien and stuff. It's and, and then he walks off and she's just standing there like, ah. Why, why am I in love with this idiot? He's the dumbest man alive. Holy fuck. How, how can I be? I, I clearly can't be in love with this idiot. He's a moron. <laughs> Uh, so then we cut back to uh, Tamara and Claire walking around to the different CEOs and the different apartments and all that, just kind of getting rejected one by one, you know, just kind of like, no, we can't buy this suit. Ah, oh, this will ruin our reputation if we get something from that country, you know. Oh, this will, you know, like it's an old piece of shit, whatever. It'll r- ruin our brand image, et cetera, et cetera. And as they're walking through the hallway, Tamara's kind of like, oh, it's fine. You know, we'll, t- we'll keep having people check it out. He's and very Claire positive. Pretty bluntly- yeah, he's like still trying to keep spirits up. And Claire just kind of turns to him and is like, Nah, dog, they're not going to buy anything from our country. Like, it does not matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how good it is. They won't even look at it, my man. Uh, and then Hachi, like, kind of walks by and uh, passes them, hits up, uh, or, like, asks afterwards, like, hey, what were they doing? And uh, the guy who's, like, in that bay explains, he's like, oh, they were bringing in a new ship, or, uh, yeah, like, a new spacesuit, spaceship, whatever. They were going to run it through the tests and all that. And Hachi's like, oh, okay, are you going to, like, run it through all the testing he's like hell no we're just gonna say it failed all of them and send it back like no we're not, we're not using Dude, piece what? of shit are you no. kidding me uh, like, so oh it looked so cool <laughs> so Hachi then volunteers you know the Half debris division is kind of like yeah we're gonna we'll do it um so tomorrow brings the suit down and is in half section and is like explaining through all the different advantages it has over like traditional suits and uh debris team actually listens to him which is a (laughs) this scene is great it's almost hmm, it's almost like it's a statement of class (laughs) it could be anything but half section the the weakest of sections actually listens (laughs) wow this is really like everything that we need it does and also you can smoke in it yeah, like, they're running through it, and it's like, yeah, you can actually, like, have your hands free while you're in it. Like, basically what it is, is it's, like, a mid-size, like, r- like it's a, room it's ship a, like, kind yeah, of thing. It's a self-contained mini spaceship in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, you know, it seems pretty handy and pretty useful for, like, what they do. So, they start working through all the testing, uh, and tomorrow's having, like, a little bit of issues with one of the tests, like just getting a thing to screw in properly in zero G. Cause apparently a big part of the testing is like, we have to make sure this can do repairs out in space. Dexterity Uh, is kind of important for this sort of thing. Yeah. And Hachi just tells him like, yo, it's tuned way too tight. You need to tune it, you know, a lot looser. And he looks, tomorrow kind of looks a little crestfallen and he's like, yeah, I'll get to it. And Claire's like, all right, we'll try again tomorrow. But it's also clear Uh, that like, they're all rooting for him here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, a montage and of Claire, him actually like, going and fixing it too, and mm-hmm. you know, spending yeah, his spare time. Claire walks by. Yeah, like they have Claire walking around in the building later on, and she just like it's clearly super late, and she walks by and sees Tamara in one of the rooms, just furiously typing away at like clearly way after hours. Um, so it's clear that he's pretty serious about this whole thing. You know, he's he's yeah, he's trying it. hard. He, he, he's being aloof and being very kind of goofy and positive, but he yeah, he means business. Uh, so then we cut to Tamara having a Zoom uh, call with all of his team back home. Uh, he just kind of keeps showing off Claire too. He's like, "Yeah, no, we have a big company. They're actually listening." And like, check it out. This is Claire. She's been helping me out a whole bunch. Look, she's a from lady. our country. It should be noted yeah, before the Zoom call. It shows the working conditions of the factory in the El Tanika place, and it's like really run down, like third world, you know, machine shop with a whole bunch of people. There's guys oh, there's with guns a, outside. There's armed guards at the front door. Yeah, yeah, like it's clearly like a country in conflict, like mm-hmm. very, very clearly. This will not uh, come up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, just kind of like keeps pushing the Claire, like, oh, she's from our, you know, she's from her country, so she's helping us out. She's the best, you know, uh, she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't abandon her people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Claire's super uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Claire's just kind of standing there like, Ugh! the whole time. Um, so then we got to Tanabe uh, telling Cheng Shin the date has to be canceled. Uh, you know, like, oh, sorry, we ended up having to work on testing this guy's suit out or whatever. And Hachi just kind of volunteered us without asking the rest of the team and then Chang Shin's like oh Hachi did huh yeah oh, that's weird <laughs> it's such a like I legitimately hmm. don't know if Hachi did this on purpose or not which is the most Hachi thing possible yes. I mean yeah. it's great because everyone thinks Hachi had a different motivation like yeah. Hachi says oh I just did it because it was interesting but then you're like Claire thinks he's doing it you know because he's like that um, Chen Shen thinks he's doing it to sabotage their date. Uh, Tanabe also thinks he's trying to do it to sabotage the date, but for a different reason. Yeah, there's like three different <laughs> motivations for him yeah. here. And I, do, I personally think he just thought the spacesuit was kind of cool. <laughs> wow, See, Hachi is an idiot. <laughs> yes. it's, it's important to understand. This is crucial to his character. I don't, I don't think he would have thought far enough ahead <laughs> so that he was going to ruin the date. I think what? he just thought the space, the spacesuit was cool, and it's it just a happy little accident. It inadvertently ruined their date. Yeah, it's an Occam's or Razor situation. That- <laughs> yeah, my th- thoughts are like he saw Claire walking out with that dude and seeming like they were, you know, kind of like being nice and trying to help each other and stuff. And then seeing the guys in the bay just be like, no, we're going to fuck that dude over. And Hachi just kind of like, off. I can't stand by that. Yeah, Hachi, for all of his idiocy, is pretty honorable. <laughs> so, like, that was premium a Hachi. move to just be like, man, fuck that guy. Yeah, and actually do it. Uh, so we cut to Claire who is being told by her direct boss, hey, I told you get that guy out of here. Why is that guy still here? And Claire pushes back a lot and is just like, hey, we have the proper authorization. We have to go through the testing due to anti-discrimination acts. Like, we have to follow through on all. Like, she clearly is doing it because of, you know, the the sense of, like, duty and all that, like, to some extent. Yeah, but she's like playing it straight and using it and it, her boss is just kind of like what the hell why okay fine whatever finish what you need to do sure it, it's whatever. an extremely bureaucratic <laughs> fuck off which is <laughs> yeah Players hey we gotta do the test sorry bud mm-hmm. uh so tanabe then asks hachi hey why did you just volunteer us and uh 
he kind of gives the whole lackadaisical, like, oh, I don't know, you know, it seems like they needed help or whatever. And uh, Tanabe immediately is like, ah, it's because Claire, right? You wanted to help Claire. And then they start having a little kind of fight between them. Snip and, off. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when they're like messing with it, it looks like they're just like taking out like circuit board panels and stuff. And uh, Tanabe goes to put one back in and in her anger, like slams it a little too hard and breaks <laughs> immediately it. Hachi's like, hey, you're going to break that if you're not careful. And then she turns around and is like, oops, holding the handle in her hand. And she's like, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I broke a handle off. <laughs> you're not wrong. So uh, then we cut back to Claire uh, with Tamara and uh, they're like looking through the suit and all that. She notices that there's a bunch of writing on the inside of the ship, and uh, she's kind of like, oh, there's writing in here. And, you know, he's like, oh, you can't read it. She explains, like, no, I can't read that language. They have a discussion back and forth about how, like, Claire was born there and went to America when she was, like, eight and started American schooling. So she started, like, really far behind. Like, she didn't get literacy. Like, like a kindergarten level, basically. She was, like, eight in kindergarten. Exactly. Yeah. Just because like there had been no education whatsoever. Uh, and he explains that uh, Tamar explains that he's from like more or less the same situation. Like he, his family fled to China when he was like 13 or something like yeah, that. And he was still illiterate at the time. Yeah. 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 It was like some along those lines. And so they just kind of have this discussion about like how their lives evolved and stuff. And, you know, his ends obviously with, you know, oh, I did all this stuff. We moved to China. I got a degree. I pushed through, graduated, got all this stuff. And, you know, then I went back to try and help. Yep. And, uh, you know, she kind of, you know, they feels have a discussion. Of, <laughs> yeah, she feels very guilty about having not, you know, gone back. And he explains that he wanted to try and help the country through industrialization. He's basically like, hey, there's no war. There's no amount of like, you know, whatever that's going to take care of this, like, we just need to have some kind of like industrial base so we can start having society. Like he's basically explaining like he's trying to get space jobs for the people mm-hmm. so that they're not kind of treated as a third world country to some extent. Yep. It's yeah. And all the signatures in the suits are the names from the people back in the lab who were like working on the shit. He was the lab. only one who got to go to space, but it's all of them really. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we cut to what is presumably the next day. Uh, we see the inside of a spaceship, and oh, there's a warrant to arrest Tamara. <laughs> and and <laughs> Which, this is Gigalt's other uh, Hakeem. student. Hakeem, yeah. Hakeem. Hakeem, yeah. Uh, and there's a warrant out for arrest for him, and they note, like, oh, but he's out in space with the debris team? What the fuck? That's <laughs> like, weird. Like, Why are they out with the debris team? Uh, so, cut to them. They're doing the final test. They're like, okay, yeah, we've got everything done except for the, you know, day side testing. So all they're waiting for is the sun to come up at this point so they can finish the last couple things and then they'll be good to go. Uh, so Hakeem then kind of like flies over with the military craft and is like, hey, uh, we need to take that guy in. Please don't cause any problems and explains there was a like a war or like a major invasion that started against Tunica, the country. So Into and, uh, basically is put it like launching a peacekeeping force into uh yeah, El Tunica. And because of yeah. that, they are putting all extant members of the co- people from the country into protective custody. Yes, protective yeah. custody definitely not inter- with guns. Definitely not internment camps. Definitely not internment <laughs> camps. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's a 
fucking bad situation to say the least. And the thing is this, Oh God, these scenes are all so painful. Cause yeah. you can tell it's like a bunch of people who everyone knows this is wrong every step of the way. Yep. And uh, congratulations to the voice work team, by the way, oh, for God. everyone the, hates the this entire scene. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. It, it's truly tremendous, like how well they get across, like the complexity of what is going down here, because it's b- bad. <laughs> so, yeah, he tells him, like, hey, man, we got to arrest you, turn yourself in. He just really loudly declares, like, no, <laughs> I don't think I will. Yeah, uh, tomorrow everyone... really wants to see the suit's you know, certification be completed, and so he gets kind of up in arms over it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, hey, man, don't do not do that. Like, if you try to, fo- like, Hachi's like, hey, I know you care a lot. These guys have, like, actual, like, spaceships Weapons. that are Space designed guns. for war. They're taking yeah, you like, into protective custody by force. Yup. Yeah, like, you you are driving a tiny egg. <laughs> and they are a rocket launcher. Like, <laughs> think about it. Uh, and then <laughs> Hachi then comes up with a brilliantly hachi idea <laughs> and Whoops. turns the thrusters on the uh on the fishbone like all the way up and just goes oh shit shit malfunctioned Whoa. i have they fucked just, up like, oh no they get like they just zoot off into space <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and basically just yeah just does it to buy time and hakeem kind of immediately realizes what's going on and they're like sir should we pursue him he's like it's fine. They're not. They're not going. They can't anywhere. escape from us. They're man. in a tin can. Like, just give him a minute. Just go yeah, ahead. He, yeah, he's like, come on, man. Yeah, it's it's basically like we're using a bunch of like Black Hawk helicopters to hunt someone on a BMX bike. Like, <laughs> it's fine. He's not gonna get away. Uh, and uh, so then we cut back to uh, Tamara, uh, Hachi, and Tanabe, and they're doing like the final tests and. Apparently, the only thing left is depressurization recovery, which is secretly maybe the scariest set of words. Yeah, <laughs> right? They do this with a live person in it. Yeah, I, it feels yeah. like there must be some way to test this, but I guess go Clearly, off. there's got to be a better way. So, <laughs> yeah. So, what it is is uh, poor Tamara has to reach over and grab the fucking manual valve, I guess, for space <laughs> and like twist it. And they're just testing to make sure the craft can repressurize in like 45 seconds or less. Just let a little so bit he, of space like, in. Yeah. So he like opens the valve and then before he can even close it, starts passing out, which like, yeah, man. Yeah, that happens. We probably should, <laughs> there goes all your air. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, this should be a manual handle. I mean, I feel that they probably could have done this, like, without him in it, but because of the situation they were in, they just wanted to get it off. Probably, yes. Yeah. And Hachi just screams. He's like, the handle, the handle, turn the handle. And the guy's like, oh, shit, right. And uh, so he's, like, struggling to deal with it because, obviously, it depressurized a little more than it was supposed to. And also, this isn't a test you should have a person in the craft for. This is how you get it. He's the by the way. Yeah. He's struggling with all of this, which is probably a mixture of, yeah, agonizing pain, uh, bubbles all over in your body where they shouldn't be. Uh, You know, probably a little confused from lack of oxygen. There's... It's a the bad, usual. A very bad situation. Uh, so he starts reading off all of the names of, like, all the names written in the ship to, like, kind of give himself the drive to finish through it. And as he's doing that, he pulls out his pen 
and writes Claire, you know, like at the mm-hmm. end, just like adds Claire's name to the ship because she is now part of this as far as he is concerned. Um, so it repressurizes everything's okay and they pass the standards. Uh, but Hakeem then but flies I'm- up and is like, Sorry, I was just going to say, when he writes Claire's name, he also says it, and there's a shot of Claire being very saddened by this whole thing. Like, oh. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Oh, no, I mean, it's it's a very good note. Like, the reaction shot from Claire was very good. good. Uh, Yeah. So they pass the standards, and Hakeem flies over, and is like, all right, sick. Uh, So I do have to take him in now, uh, if that's... If that's cool. And there's also an exchange between Hakeem and Hachi where Hakeem's like, hey, man, don't fucking pull some shit again. I don't want to shoot you. Our mentor would have my ass if I shot you. (laughs) It's very clear that he's like, dude, I'm giving you some some rope here, but don't hang yourself with it. (laughs) Don't don't make a habit of this shit. (laughs) And and then Claire, though, before they uh, take Tamara in, she steps in and she's like, hey, motherfucker, that doesn't count. You can't take him in. This is a corporate secret right now. He's he's helping us with a corporate secret. He technically is under our control. He's not part of his country right now. He's working for us under a corporate clause. Like, basically just finds a way to corporate exempt him from the thing. Yeah, she's trying to step up for him and help him out now because, like, she says, like, oh, we are going to adopt this spacesuit. It's ours now. He's not actually a citizen. His vital data is corporate property now, and therefore you can't arrest him. Checkmate, (laughs) liberals. If, if the thing is, like, Hakeem kind of, like, he he's like, all right, I've recorded all that. I'll uh, file it as part of my report. Like, Hakeem is pretty clearly ready to just, like, walk away and be like, yep. yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> good enough for hey, me. Hey, look, that's like, enough fine. for me. Yeah, sounds good. Like, she makes a really good case for, you know, why. And But then Tamara just, like, walks forward and is like, hey, it's fine. We did what we need to do. We got the certification passed. No one's going to buy this thing. Like, especially now. Like, after Into has decided that country is the enemy more so than before. Like, he's just very aware. He's like, hey, it's never going to happen now. But, like, we started the program. We got our certification done. The seed is planted. People will continue. We'll have a program someday. You know, like, that kind of thing. And then as he's, like, as he's finishing this up, he's like, oh, also, Claire, don't feel like you ran away. You did good. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, and she's getting, like, teary-eyed over all this because, like, he keeps telling her, like, you need to stay up here and be the representative for El Tamika in space since, you know, no one Mm -hmm. else can. Since I am under arrest uh, now. Yeah, and then Hakeem's like, all right, let's go. And he's like, can I get, like, just a minute so I can look at Earth for a little bit? Like, it's pretty cool being up here. Uh, And then Tanika, like, rotates around and, you know, he, he realizes he can see his home country in the lake and he has the classic... There's no borders from space moment of like, ah, you can't really see conflict. You can't. It, it all seems so insignificant and so ludicrous up here. Yeah, there's and a profile shot of his face and he starts crying and then it cuts down to Earth by the lake. And uh, there's tanks and people shooting and the factory yeah. blows itself up. It's uh, yeah. really <laughs> kind of contrast to the rest of the episode. Yep. Yeah. It is this story of hope. But then... uh. You see the factory workers walking away and the, as the factory explodes and they're all just distraught over it. And then it yeah. cuts back up the space and he's crying. Which, and then the uh, episode ends. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this one is heavy in a lot of ways. Like, oh, they yeah. hit on a lot of themes of not only, like, 
you know, stupidity of nationalism. <laughs> turns out in space, you can still be super racist against mm-hmm. the global South. The, yeah. The harsh cuts of both of these episodes to the jaunty up the ending. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. I, I, hate, I hate the ending, the uh, ending music for this series. It's totally out of character for the rest of it. The ending music for this series sounds like it could be in just like, like it could have been a Sailor Moon ending, and I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's supposed uh, to be like for some stupid high school anime with cheery kids or something. It's not, which <laughs> does doesn't fit the tone no. when Yuri is crying about his wife. Yeah, hard this cut happens. to it. I mean, it's quite, quite like the song itself, but yeah, it just it hard cut to it is, is jarring every time. Yeah, <laughs> and also, isn't it like a little girl chasing a dog or something? Like that's like the first scene. It's something really carefree as well. Oh, it's I just think. it's um it's Hachi growing up. Yeah, it's Hachi uh, growing so up. Him, him oh, as a kid right. okay. with like a little toy spaceship, and then mm-hmm. him on a bike, and then him on a motorbike. So hell yeah, but yeah, that's episode eleven. Um, ah, my everything. Episodes <laughs> 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 both like watching. Whoever decided to put both of those in a row, hey man, Whoa. that was hey, that was that was rude, dude. That Come on, like, you couldn't have, plopped, couldn't have plopped the space ninjas between that. <laughs> you couldn't have put the moon ninjas between those two I, episodes. I think the tonal shift would have been immense if you'd had the ninjas between Whiplash. the two. Yeah, yeah. Like God, the comedy episode we get after this is also very nearly a tragedy episode. We, yeah. Oh my God. Why an upbeat episode? <laughs> I also got to say from a person who's seen the entirety of the series as a standpoint, the way the characters react to the, um, I don't know, the conflict in the last episode with the classes and the nationality uh, it does have an actual decent amount of foreshadowing what happens later in the series. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's uh, pretty nice out of second rewatching to see them. Well, now it's time for episode 12 and one long Hudson Hawk goof. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, this can't believe they incredible. pulled the classic... Hudson Hawk. It's <laughs> a good movie. <laughs> so episode twelve. Terrible video game. Terrible game. <laughs> yes. Episode twelve is a modest request. Um. So the crew are. I'm not quite sure where they are, but they're getting they're their. On the moon. They're on the moon. Yeah, they're getting their their ship overhauled. The mechanics, like Jesus Christ, why this is junk? You should just ditch it and buy a new one and they're just like no we have we have no money what part of no budget don't you get here sir <laughs> sir yeah, please like, give us this re- he's like do they have cash for, for clunkers for the spaceships because <laughs> the bebop still runs just fine god damn it <laughs> hey like our toy box is great it's fine we have no money for a new one and uh Fee's like, oh, fuck it, I'm I'm going off for a smoke. And the system manager's like, no, you get your ass back here. She, she doesn't care. She's like, I haven't smoked in four days, and we're re- we're reaching the crisis point already. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm out. So while the ship is being repaired, I guess that also includes her smoking room, and she has just not been able to find a place. Well, the smoking room's on one. the seven on the satellite around Earth, yeah, and she's on the moon, so. Yeah, yeah, it's a different place, and you're not allowed to smoke in like these, except in very designated areas. Yeah, so. it makes sense because like from go from Earth to the Moon, it takes like three-ish days. So that's why she wasn't able to smoke because she can't smoke on the spaceship. Ah, uh, that mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so then we're after the opening where we see a guy in a hat and a trench coat having a smoke in the room, and he leaves leaving a briefcase. Uh, very inconspicuous. Behind him. <laughs> 
<clears throat> yeah, see, see, a mere poor security man would be all over that. Within seconds. How dare you leave your luggage unattended, sir? It doesn't It doesn't help that he's dressed like a villain from Dick Tracy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, the hat and the trench coat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so then, like, Fee goes in a lift and then got, this guy gets off and he's looks at his watch and starts counting down and then, yeah, the briefcase kind of explodes. Oops. And Fee gets rocked uh, in the elevator. So Fee was going to this specific smoke room, too. Yes, she had a narrow escape there. She was about to go get blown up. So, Fee cigarette missed count. One. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Yeah, she goes to the room with a trash worker cleaning up. It's like, oh god, it was the goddamn Space Defense Force doing terrorism again. Apparently they're leaving bombs in smoke rooms right now. That's just the thing they're doing, is blowing up smoke Well, there's rooms. no cars to blow up, so... It's true. Where else do you leave your bombs right now? Yeah. Uh, we cut to Hatchy and, and their boss. They're talking about the bombings. It's on, like, the TV. Uh, and they're, like, cleaning up because the ship's out for repairs. They got nothing to do. So they're just cleaning up after some of the other department's mishaps. And yeah, the Hatchy merchandising is, department got a bunch of the, like, corporate logo stuffed toys, and, like, I guess they had three eyes instead of two, so they're peeling yes. the eyes off the forehead. <laughs> yeah, like, it's basically all of them sitting around, and they do this the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and the manager explains, too. He's just like, yeah, so while we're getting our ship repaired, uh, we can't do fucking anything, and we're still in the red, because we're the debris division, and we don't make money, so we have to do anything the janitorial <laughs> we have to take all jobs to make it Hatchy is not happy about this fairly I might add this yes. is mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and so he's like oh god where's Tanabe and, and, and the manager's like oh Tanabe took the day off and Hatchy's like oh god why and Edelgard's like well I think it's so she can go on a date and Hatchy's not happy that she can date uh, you can go on a date Chenching Edelgard gets a bit Straight past snarky with him as Hatchy gets like a flashback to the I'm not going to give her back to you moment. And yeah, Hatchy's like, gears have clicked just a little bit right there. <laughs> there is this incredible moment <laughs> right after this too with Edelgard. <laughs> so then Lucy shows up and is like, oh, I want to talk to Hatchy. And he's like, oh, me? Uh, 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 all right. And Edelgard smells like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, you can the air. Side eye here. <laughs> it I is have, yeah. such a good half second cut. They, I have never seen someone so correctly animate the look of <laughs> one person looking at someone else they don't know walking in, but immediately sensing this bitch. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it is the most perfect. Like Edelgard just being like this bitch. <laughs> the second it's so she good. walks in, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> She's like, I don't want no drama. I'm just a tempt. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, so we cut over to a conference. There's a bunch of companies uh, all talking about the uh, SDF bombings, what to do about them. Space Defense Force. Yes. And they think that instead of targeting the Seven, they think the terrorists are going to target the, this place that's under construction. Yeah, there's so another gonna, like, like, same space station thing called the Nine that's under construction. Yeah. They show some shots of it. So they move some of their like defenses to go uh, defend that one, and I'm sure that decision won't bite them in the ass. Later no. on. Uh, we're back to Fee, and she wants to like. You know, she's got her smoke. She's going to the smoking room. She's gonna have a cigarette. Damn it! But they're all being closed down because the, so the terrorists don't bomb them. 
and there's a guy there who starts lecturing her on how awful it is to smoke and how can you like <laughs> oh, dirty this As clean a... air and awful it's disgusting air oh, is our terrible. most valuable resource <laughs> we're in As space some... As an ex-smoker, there is nothing that makes me want to smoke more than someone telling me not to smoke. <laughs> it's absolutely the truth. Like, oh my god, people will be like, oh boy. gets fed up and just, just walks away. She, she literally goes, oh god, an anti-smoker. Huh, just I'm what out. I needed. So she goes to the bathroom and she's sulking away and she's like, oh, I know it's a bad habit, but uh, you know, it's an addiction, isn't it? It's, wouldn't call it an addiction if it wasn't. Uh, but then she's like, ah, I'm in a bathroom. And so she starts, like, the great shots of her, like, like tele- you know, teleporting around, like, looking at all the places, looking, ah, oh, there's no cameras. Oh, I don't see any sensors. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna light up. So she... she <laughs> Time to she light up it. in the boys' room, baby. No problems here. <laughs> she, she lights up, and immediately the alarms go off, and the sprinklers come down, and she just gets beamed by these sprinklers. It's so good. <laughs> it's hilarious, too, because they, like... They show her, like, very slowly lifting up her Zippo and just being like, click, click. And, like, the same time she hits the third click and the flame comes on, everything goes like, just, like, full volume. And it's just like, oh, uh, God. So I can like, <laughs> tell she doesn't have a Zippo with a flame. Like, it has, like, a coil on the inside. So it's, like, battery-powered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Open flames, not great in space. No, it yeah. turns out. Uh, so we cut to Tanabe. She's in the shop uh, trying on dresses for her date with uh, Chen Jing. She's wearing a uh, purple and blue dress. It's very fancy. <laughs> very it's completely fancy. out of character. Like, she's normally yeah. in, like, jeans and t-shirts. Yes. And she is very flustered when the assistant lady's like, oh, you look so good for your boyfriend. She, you know, I mean, you, you look amazing. He's going to love you. And she's like, oh, fuck. No, no, no. This isn't that kind He's of thing. He's not date. my boyfriend. He's not my boyfriend. Despite no, the no, fact no. that I have this dress on. Mm-hmm. So she she leaves the restaurant without the the dress. It's like, oh, no, no, this is this isn't a date. Completely in denial about the fact this is I'm wearing the heels date. for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, as she's leaving, she spots Hachi sitting in a restaurant, and uh, she's like, oh, I better go bother him, um, and goes into the restaurant, but then stops when she sees Lucy there, and... She's about to say something, and she sees Lucy's head around the thing, and just like, stops dead to, like, hide herself. And she overhears Lucy, and, and she's like, Hachi, you, you've got to, you've got to, like, date, come on, you've got to do this for me. And Tannery thinks, oh, God, Lucy's acting out Hachi, but, no, it turns out Lucy's asking Hachi to date Tanabe. This Please is also Tanabe from me. One of the greatest pieces of animation that I have ever seen. Tanabe walks backwards <laughs> out of the cafe until she gets to like the register, turns around and just fucking lunges for the door. <laughs> it the secondhand embarrassment is truly so incredible. The misunderstanding train is a go. <laughs> It's yeah, it's a out. classic love triangle <laughs> misunderstanding thing. Yeah, as soon as she and, leaves. Uh, she very much admits to how she's like, why? Why the hell would I date Tammy? What the what the hell? Why would you ask me this? And she she admits that she wants to, you know, get Chenchen, but she's also like, Tanabe's in love with you, you idiot, you moron. Yeah, she date says her. something like, I'm good at reading into these sorts of things. I know what she likes. And also, it's very obvious, you idiots. Yes, it's very also, obvious, you idiots. she said, hey, I'm looking at you. Do you see the love race coming out of my eyes? Do you get it? And he went, no. No. <laughs> there's, there's also this great moment where he, it, like, it doesn't, it, it literally has not occurred to him until this point, And he is just like, 
Oh, what? Super blindsided by this. Absolutely. But uh, Tanami goes back to the dress shop and she is very clearly annoyed and jealous and goes and gets that dress. Hate buys a dress. Hate buys a dress. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we cut to Fee looking very much like a drowned cat uh, going back to. She's in the bay with Bravi and Yuri. Yeah, Yuri's yes. saying that they're about to leave in like an hour, and she shows up like and completely she's like, soaked. No, I'm getting the key. So she snatches the key to the thing so she can have a goddamn smoke. Driving um, to the next neighborhood so that she can get bucket. a goddamn smoke. Yuri's like, Across no, the we're moon. leaving. <laughs> Yuri's like, we're leaving in an hour. And Ravi's like, get back here. She just snarls at him, and he's like, oh shit. Have <laughs> oh, a nice trip, man. Oh god. All right. Yeah. She's like, I'll be back in thirty minutes. Shut the fuck up. He's like, well, you can have a smoke in an hour. Thirty <laughs> minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> By the way, the bumper is an ATV. It's straight yes, up just yes, an ATV. Yes, yes. <laughs> So she's like, ah, finally makes it to the smoking room and have a goddamn smoke. And that hat guy comes out of the room and she sort of recognizes him. It's like, oh, okay, it's just a guy coming out of the smoke room. And she has this moment has of like, moment. hello, fellow smoker. Yeah, ah, we yeah. smokers ah. gotta stick together. <laughs> and she even she's like, yeah, keep up the keep up the good fight. And he's like, uh-huh. and he's like, like uh, he thinks he's uh, made uh, for fuck. sure because uh. he thinks she's talking about the terrorism. <laughs> she in I'm, fact I'm is right, just right, right. so enthusiastic about smoking, which. Holy shit, there's a moment later on where she is the most enthusiastic <laughs> yeah. about smoking, and I love it. So she, like, obviously sees the briefcase, is like, hey, you left something, and then goes, wait he a is, second. He is running down the hallway at this point. Wait a second. Bombing smoking rooms? Ah, shit. So she leaps out of the way and manages to dodge it before it uh, explodes. There's a great, like, ad-lib line of, like, I can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> as the bomb goes off, as the terrorist oh, bomb explodes. And after- yeah, she like she says like she's like, what a fucking day I've been having. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on the ground she's clearly so like relatable. She she's having <laughs> herself those a days. moment. She cackles, she's like, I'm gonna have my fucking smoke. I have survived. This area is filled with particulate matter. I'm gonna do it. I'm lighting up. And then she gets sprinkled on again, and she she's really having a day. She sure is. It just it reminds me of the story of um, there was it was like a woman who had fallen out of a plane, like a, like an older woman who fell out of a plane and like somehow managed to survive, and like. The first thing when they got her back to the hospital and like she finally came around and was conscious again, apparently she was just like, can I get a cigarette? <laughs> Which I think is just so relatable and so Fee right now. Fee just fell out of an airplane, landed on the ground and went, I just want to smoke. <laughs> this just is my fucking smoke. chance. <laughs> So we're back on seven and workers are putting up big, this shit is flammable, don't smoke idiot signs up. They've been talking about the maintenance going on for a bit now on seven. Yeah, they they mentioned that the uh, toy box uh, is back. And Lucy, because of Lucy, she's got tickets in her hand. She moses on over to Chenton because, I don't know, she thinks magic has happened already. Um, but Shenzhen is showing his uh, fellow colleagues a photo of him and Tanabe in that purple and blue dress, and she grabs it and sees it, and boy, she's not happy. Oops. oops also kind of weird that you go on one date and you start passing out Polaroids. Just throwing yeah, that out. Kind of weird. 
Maybe he just had to like really let people know that he had a lady because these guys are constantly like, "No, nah, you don't have anyone." Well, like from what I remember, I think like he was in a suit too, and they look like they're at like a like a formal they were event. At Gala or so, something? Yeah. oh yeah, the, it makes it look like even like date, date, date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them dressed up too much. Yeah. Is what is what yep. happened to him. So uh, back down in uh, where the and half, half section. section. Uh, Tatami and Hachi are talking and they're having a moment about Lucy and this misunderstanding because Tatami's like, oh, Lucy's in you, Hachi. And God, Hachi starts talking shit about uh, Chenson liking weird women and basically calling her. And, and it should be said, he uses the exact same, must be like gourmets use like yeah. uh, weird food all the time thing. So it's like, it's very clear that he's been trying to justify this to himself mm-hmm. for a bit. <clears throat> and they start fighting and start flinging stuff at each other. And, and these scenes are in a cut with uh, Fee still having herself a moment, uh, running back desperate to get into that smoking I'm suit. I'm going to have a fucking smoke! And have herself a smoke, because it's now been 10 days, 7 days, something like that. I think it's like 10 at this point. Yeah, they mentioned later it's 10. I'm not sure if there's like any time between this and that. I mean, but, it was 4 uh, yeah. out to the moon, 4 back from the moon, <clears throat> plus a day or yeah. two, so yeah. Yeah, she's like 10 days and she wants that goddamn smoke. But as she enters the room, Hachi is thrown a drink that hits the smoking suit and causes it to just break down completely. <laughs> as yeah. she busts in the door. <laughs> as she busts I, in the door. <laughs> it should be noted that there. I just want to be clear, too. That I clicked both of these and tweeted them out because they were particularly beautiful moments of Fee. Literally like Superman jumping down a hallway through zero G screaming, yeah, smoking time. And then standing in a room going, I'm going to smoke so much. And when she kicks open the door right after those two idiots break the smoking suit, it opens and she like flexes her arms to the side in like the most victorious stance and announces, it's smoking time. And then the suit just goes up in flames. As someone who uh, thinks anyone yelling about smoking is very funny, thanks to the mask, I was dying in these scenes of me just running around going, smoking! There is also a great shot during their fight of them throwing like the little dolls at each other, and Edelgard is just dodging them without looking up. She's like fucking ultra instincting that shit. (laughs) It's so good. Because this this whole scene just, oh, it's like 30 seconds total, but it is the funniest shit in the world. Also, when the uh, smoking chair goes up in smoke, uh, the sprinklers come on and she gets doused yet again. (laughs) Yes. And and so now we're out in space and Tanami Haji and Yuri are lamenting about accidentally causing Fee to not have her smokes. And she, they're like, oh, we fucked up real bad. Yeah, Fee is in the control room pissed. Yeah, Yuri's out there and like, Jones you need to come. And he's like, I'm not staying in the toy box. After. That's insane. <laughs> Don't make me no, do no, this, dude. No, 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 no. You guys fucked this up. I'm not staying in there. <clears throat> so they, they find there's some debris that has some sort of strange signal. They're not quite sure what it, what, what it is. And they're asking Fee, but uh, oops, everyone's feed is hacked by the hat dude who has himself a little terrorist monologue. But I didn't really get any of this it's like the moon and gases and he starts talking about um so like people mining the moon for helium 3 which basically became uh a substitute for oil literally yeah. and metaphorically you're saying that like but humans it, don't like pay attention to finite resources and they just move on to the next one without ever learning and yeah. because of that like we shouldn't be in space because that's stupid 
We don't deserve space. Yeah, we're fucking it up for for our own gain. Um, and he's a little monologue, and like they're talking about it. We went hatch. He's like, "What the fuck is he saying?" And I'm like, "I don't know." It is extremely the episode of Cowboy Bebop where there's the terrorist trying to turn everyone into monkeys yeah. due to the same kind of eco terrorism deal. And much like Spike and Jet going, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You have the exact same energy from like Hachi being like, I don't, what? <laughs> what? <I> don't, what? <laughs> but it turns out that debris they spotted is actually some sort of ship from the Space Defense Force. And oops, that's headed right for Seven. Oh, weird. It was rigged to fire a bullet at Seven and blow it the fuck up. Uh-oh. Uh, and Feeny just completely loses her shit that the SEF are just gonna stop her from having getting on the cigarette. Again! Again! Well, it's funny because, like, a ton of A and Hachi are outside, like, should we do something? That's bad. It's gonna crash into the seven. And, like, behind the, them, like, looking at the satellite just flying away, you can see the toy box slowly start turning and, like, the door shut on it. It like, closes the bay door and, like, is getting ready to, to intercept. <laughs> Yep, she is going to get that thing. She's she's getting herself worked up and all hyped up and is like, all right, let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, all these scenes, she has a uh, pen in her mouth like it's a cigarette, which is... (laughs) (laughs) She's clearly been gnawing, like, the whole Mm -hmm, scene, too. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's such a good little touch. So, command section are freaking out. They're monitoring this, and yeah, oops, turns out uh, Seven was a target and not Nine. They moved all all their resources away from Seven, and also Seven is so full of bursting that it will literally explode if this hits it. Yeah, if Seven hits it, it will be destroyed, and basically the SDM are trying to create a massive amount of debris by smashing up Seven, which would then surround the Earth and cut it off from space, and also from the sun, so that seems like a terrible idea. Maybe not that much debris. Well, not the sun, but but yeah, this is Kessler Syndrome, and it's like... A thing that's been studied for a while. If you put too much shit in space and they bump into each other, you have a lot of just micro debris everywhere, and there's no solving that. Yeah, aside from waiting about a couple million years. Your your atmosphere is fucked. It, it would like fuck up the Earth pretty substantially as well. Um, mm-hmm. So command is scrambling to hit the device with lasers, but yeah, oops, they sent all that shit to nine. Uh, they've sent missiles which are on the way, but they're not going to reach it in time. Tanami and Hansi are still bickering, <laughs> as well, always. It- it, Never they're, stop. They're not bickering so much as they realize that Seven is about to explode, and if they sit here for a while, the debris is going to wrap around the Earth and hit them. Um, yeah. So they are, like, struggling. Well, they, they do Hachi's still yelling bicker. at Tanabe to get in, like, an escape pod thing to be picked up. Yeah, but they still, they, they're bickering about uh, who's going to go in the escape pod, because Hachi's like, Tanabe, get in here. Tanabe's like, no, what about you, idiot? And he's like, well, I'm just going to get up there. And Tanabe's like, no, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he specifically uh, says to her, like, if you don't get in the escape pod, you'll never be able to have your date with Chang Sin. Yes, yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, Fee absolutely regular the toy box to get there. Uh, eventually, through their snapping each other, Hatchie admits that Lucy asked him to date Tanabe. Uh, that, you know, fixes the misunderstanding. What the? Um, we cut to command, they, they think, oh, we're fucked. Uh, but they spot Toy Box on an intercept course, uh, and there are some amazing Fee expressions. Fee has gone feral for a cigarette at this point. <laughs> she really has. <laughs> and she hits this, uh, this ship, and then both of them end up falling into the atmosphere and burning up. So Toy Box kind of explodes. A L- little bit. But... It's okay, we cut and it pans down from the sky, and uh, Fee is... Absolutely delighted having her smoke, finally. 
And she calls her, it's like, you're gonna get accommodation, but god, you're a fucking lunatic, what the hell? And everyone else, like, chimes in, being like, oh, god, why would you do that? You blew up Tom, a toy box. You, you could have gotten yourself killed, but she could not give a fuck. She yeah, she's just smoking. having fun smoking. <laughs> she is yeah, in the like middle of the Pacific Ocean. Her on a laptop, and she just kind of, like, ignores all of it, looks over at the sun, and she's just, like, in a survival raft out in the middle of the ocean, waiting to be recovered, and... She's just like, guys, isn't it a great day to be alive? <laughs> like, isn't it great? I, like, I have my cigarettes. I'm happy. Yeah. The nicotine is in my blood now. Thank fuck. I'm a lot. Yeah, not only not only am I riding probably an unbelievable adrenaline high, <laughs> I also finally got a cigarette. <laughs> oh, there's also a great scene uh, of when they're fixing it up during the trash collection uh, of Edelgard toweling off her hair. Like while typing like a million words t- a yes, second. Like one hand right, is on the towel, right. one hand is typing in <laughs> as they go over like, yeah, the fucking smoke machine still isn't going to get fixed and Fee is going to kill us when we get back. <laughs> oh, what a good episode. These are three mm-hmm. good episodes. Yeah. Yeah. This one introduces the Space Defense Force, which if you couldn't tell is going to be a uh, overall theme for the rest of the episodes. Going no. Forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that they've taken as much time as they have to kind of get started with the intrigue of like Into and the Space Defense Force yeah. and like all that stuff. It's not yeah. like they've, they've come up they, a ton of times, yeah. but always in the background, never oh, as also, like a thing. Uh, the OSA, I assume, mm-hmm. will show up some more. Um, Correct. And Hakim, yeah. 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 Minor spoiler, and but yeah, Hakim like, shows up a bit more because he's the face of the OSA. So. Yep. And the way they kind of casually talk about it in the background like yeah there's a war happening yeah i mean it's whatever it's part of life is intensely relatable it's a <laughs> police action okay no no war has yeah. been declared um definitely no guns yeah. or anything but just the way everyone kind of casually goes about their business despite the fact that there's this you know huge embroiled conflict and the way they talk about it is just like a passive thing that is happening and everyone's like oh that sucks but that's kind of about it mm-hmm. yeah it's really realistic and it, it gives us time to like get into the characters and yeah. like care about the characters uh, before they try and establish, you know, the big grand political overarching stuff. Yeah, the pacing's which, very good. Like, yeah. doesn't just shove yeah, everything say, at I, you. I think that's a yeah, it's a really common mistake a lot of anime makes where, like, Gundam Wing is an example of the information <laughs> just being thrown out yeah. at complete nonsensical mm-hmm. times. Gundam Wing is a with dot, no dot, sense dot. of <laughs> complete nonsense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the way Gundam Wing fucking yep. sucks, yep. Uh, but. Hero, yeah, giving just, a this is a Wendy's speech. Yeah, like all the information was at really weird times. Nothing felt natural. Whereas this, like, I feel like I'm learning about the setting at about the same speed I would if some if I actually was there and yeah. like was just kind of hanging out with people. Yeah. Like, it, it's very natural the way everything is flowing to us. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad they took the time. You know, like having what is probably going to be a fairly central conflict. Uh you know, starting this late into the series. I don't know. I think that's pretty bold. Having Just that we're delay halfway until that's halfway like, through it at 13 episodes. So, yep. Yeah. So it's yeah. Hella deep, which is again, I feel like that's a pretty bold play. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of comes yeah, back to, to like the, uh, was the very first episode with like the into peace satellite kind of yeah. told you yeah. everything you needed to know about him, uh, about Into as an organization. Yeah, yeah but it, like, it like, wasn't expository. It was just a thing that happened and people knew what it was. And by the context of their you know discussions, you could figure it out yourself. 
Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the, it was a symbol of peace. No, it was a fucking puff piece for Into itself. Like, yeah. And that's the kind of organization they are. It's really good. Yeah, so these next three episodes, um, they're mostly personal pieces. Like, they, they kind of lay off the political stuff for a bit to establish mm-hmm. the characters. Okay, one question. Should I have the Kleenex ready? Because I wasn't ready for your list. <laughs> no, I just, no, I don't think there's anything uh, tear jerking the next one. On that level. I believe okay. 15 is the Edelgard episode. Ooh. <laughs> so. Ooh. Stay tuned, viewers. I, I don't know. I'm Maybe you'll need forward. your Kleenex for that. I'm looking forward to the Love Square getting uh, even hazier. <laughs> the Love When's Square, it gonna I believe, goes until the exact last episode. It goes for a while. Hell yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Call that a slow burn, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then Hachi finally accepts Tanabe inside of the Dark Gundam. And <laughs> it's, all, no. it's all good, baby. <laughs> and then they fly out to Texas Colony for their honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, good episodes. And I'll uh, yeah, I'll catch you all next week for episodes uh, 13 through 15. 13, 14, and 15. Yeah. yeah. So, well, till next time, space anime. Space anime.